Welcome to Moneymaker, the podcast that gives you the tools to enrich your life in every sense of the word. I'm your host, Nelly Galan. Let's get started. Do you think that a Latina immigrant that grew up in New Jersey could really ask people for money to go raise money? Or do you think that I could, if a boss is yelling at me uh, in a very calm way, say, please don't talk to me that way. That's inappropriate without like either getting really mad and like losing it or starting to cry (laughs) because that's how I was raised to be, right? Like my parents came to this country and uh, in our countries of origin, if you spoke up, you might go to jail and get abused. I mean, lately I'm, you know, I'm here in Miami and I've been meeting with all these immigrants and they just came from Venezuela and Peru and Argentina and people and their families uh, went and protested on the streets and now are in jail for like 30 years. So I was raised to like not rock the boat, not ask for anything, certainly not ask for a raise, certainly not ask for a bigger job, certainly not go ask people for money when like you don't even talk about money. And so how did I get to where I am? and find my voice. Because really that's kind of one of the most important journeys of your life is finding your voice. And it's impossible to find a voice when you have not had role models that show you how to do it in a respectful way. So I think that growing up as a Latina, I either saw people kind of have anger management and rage, which I have to say sometimes that comes out of me, not in not in a business setting, but sometimes I, I I can feel myself feeling those things, right? Or you're just quiet or you're passive aggressive and you never say what's bothering you. And then maybe you get sick or you get cancer or something. I mean, that's what I that's the behavior that I saw growing up around conflict. And yet to be in the business world, and actually to be in any uh business world, I mean, you could be a doctor, or you could be a lawyer, or you could be a plumber, or you could be a hairdresser, or you could be, you know, anybody. And you have to learn to deal with conflict. You have to learn to deal with things going wrong, and you have to stand up. You have to deal with hearing things that are horrible. Um, And you have to, over time, kind of find your voice. And I think, you know, it's funny, because I have so many friends that are artists, you know, like writers. My girlfriend is, one of my best friends is Sandra Cisneros, and she's a very big, you know, she's like our Latina Maya Angelou. And she teaches a class about how you how to find your voice as a writer, you know, how to really hone in on how to create a unique voice. And I think that we all watch American Idol and we watch The Voice and all those shows, right? And there is something really palpable about someone who has a voice singing that you've never heard before. And it's really like, that's when you know the person's a star. Oh my God, they don't sound like anybody else. And I think that it is very normal for people as they find their voice, and I'll use music as an example, to copy someone else's voice, right? So I remember being a little girl and I wanted to learn how to, you know, I wanted to sing and I would copy like Barbara Streisand, as if I really could, but 
I would try to sing like Barbara Streisand, right? And then I failed at that. So I had to find somebody whose voice was like easier than Barbara Streisand. But, you know, that's a good metaphor for what I'm going to tell you. I think that for me in business, I had to find my voice. And the way that I did it is exactly how you would learn to sing. I first found the voice of someone else that I admired. So for instance, one of my first bosses was this older man. And he would say things like, I would hear him say things like, when you're going to go ask for money, you know, you have to act like your stock, that if it gets away, you're going to, somebody's going to lose something. And you ask for five times the money than you really need. And I remember hearing that and going, oh my God, how does he do that? But at some point in my life, I had to go ask for money, raise money for something. And I remember, you know, having to scale my company and I had to go get a line of credit and I wanted a million dollars. And I remember him saying, when you're going to ask for money, ask for five times the money because you're going to run out. And somehow I, in that moment, pretended to be an older man. And I was like, well, I need, I need $5 million. And the way that I did it was so much in his voice that I got the money. <laughs> and I was like, how did that happen? And I realized that I couldn't do that every single time because there was only so, you know, like that was like beginner's luck. So, you know, I call that, you know, act as if. Some people have said about that kind of behavior, uh, fake it till you make it. But I don't like that because it's not that I'm faking it. It's that I'm trying to find my own empowerment and my own voice through the voice of someone else until I find my own voice. I'm not, I don't want it to sound like I'm ripping someone else off. I'm trying to embody them and feel their empowerment until I feel my own. And I think I want, I want to show you this because I think you can use me as an example. Like I want you to feel what it feels like to be empowered and try to sound like you're in my body. And I think that the way that I find that voice is not to be rude or, you know, I'm kind of a loud person by nature, but when I'm, when I'm feeling empowered to go for big things, I almost get quieter. My voice is quieter. It's actually very calm. It's actually very grounded and it's grounded in me loving myself. I have to find love for myself. I know that sounds really weird, but I have to find the part of me that has to tell myself, I deserve this, whatever it is I'm going to go after. And that's a hard place to find because we tend to have really negative speak and we tell ourselves, well, who's going to give you that? And by the way, that voice that's negative comes up a lot for me. So it's not like I'm perfect and I figured this out. Finding your voice is a continual thing. And sometimes that little voice that's telling you, no, I'll give you many examples of, of this. So when I wrote my book and I wanted to ask Susie Orman to write the forward, my voice was like, Susie Orman isn't going to, you know, want to do that. And then I go, well, why wouldn't Susie Orman do that? You're a great person. You have a market she doesn't have. You're not trying to compete with her. You want to you just want to almost admire her and admire that she came before you. So send the email, send the email, send it, send it, send it. 
And I wrote the email in my empowered voice. And therefore, Susie Orman said yes. I think that sometimes my empowered voices come in in a very ugly place. Sometimes somebody says something in front of me that's very negative about Latinos, almost like I'm not a Latina. And I know that if I don't say something, that I am aligning with a perpetrator. And I've taught my kid that, like, when you hear something that's racist or, you know, sexist or, you know, anti-gay or something that you don't believe in, you have to speak up. And the way that I do it is, I told you, I go calm and quiet. And I think it's because, again, I've heard other people do that. And I've taken from different people kind of what I like about their voice until I found my own voice. And one time I heard someone say something about Latinos and I said, I'm sorry, what did you just say? And the person's like, oh, 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 you know, they didn't know what to say. And then I said, oh, because you know what you said was, it really felt like you were stabbing me in the heart. And I realized that that was my unique, instead of like a slap, it's a better slap to be vulnerable and to say what you just said was very painful. And then the person has nowhere to go but say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Oh my God, you know, that's a learned behavior or whatever. And I'll tell you how I learned that is because someone did that to me. I once said something about somebody, not, it wasn't sexist or racist, right? but it was something about the way they looked, you know, kind of like a girlfriend. And I'm like, why would you, you know, why would you wear that? That looks horrible. And, and for and, and that person said, I'm sorry, that was very hurtful what you just said to me. And I was like, wow, I was taken aback. And I realized the power of how she did that. So I think that when you're finding your voice, you are like a computer that's taking in information, right? Like different people, how do they act in a when they're being yelled at? How do they act? when somebody says something horrible how do they act when they have to ask for money or for you know your behavior to change or how do they act when you know you did something wrong like i'll give you another example one time i had jennifer who works with me at that point was my intern and i had a little dog that was always barking and nipping at people and I just got so used to it that I just allowed that behavior. And I'll never forget, she was an intern and I was like the boss. And she said to me, you know, I can't, I really can't deal. And she did it in a very loving, calm way. She goes, your dog is really adorable. And you know, I love dogs and I have a dog just like yours, but it's really uncomfortable and it makes me feel unsafe for your dog who's always nipping at me. And I thought to myself, what a powerful thing she just did. Because she told me, instead of like being passive aggressive and maybe complaining to other people in my staff, oh my God, that dog's a nightmare. She told me to my face in a very loving, but you know, firm way that made me realize like I was allowing this abusive behavior from a dog. So I take note of all kinds of people that have a voice that they have found. And I guess my favorite voice of all the voices I've ever heard, and I, I love saying this, is Olivia Pope in Scandal, in the TV show Scandal. I feel like the way she speaks, her cadence, the way in that show 
she had to deal. Here's this African-American woman dealing in Washington and people are like constantly putting her down or constantly saying things to her. And she would have this very quick staccato way of speaking in certain instances. In other instances, she'd be very calm. And in other instances, she'd be very biting. And I would, you know, I started taking acting lessons. And I really recommend acting lessons or speech lessons because sometimes it's important to read the words of others. You know, I love Olivia Pope because Chandra Rhimes, who I've met, who is the writer of Olivia Pope, is a very mild-mannered, quiet, introverted person. And yet she wrote this alter ego, I have to assume, of herself that was so well-crafted and so powerful and so beautiful. I love the way she looked. I love the way she dressed. And again, as a minority woman, where would I see another minority woman with a voice that powerful? So, you know, I've had to take from people that are in a movie or a TV show. And I've also, by the way, I've done that too with the way I dress and the way I look and the way I wanted my hair to be and the way I want to walk into a room. I look at characters and people that I meet and it's like I create a composite character. And I try to speak, dress, act in this composite character way. And sooner or later, that performance, I seep in because you can't help but be you. And sooner or later, over time, you find you. And it is such a beautiful, it's like being reborn. And that you is the best you you can be. And sometimes you come out of, (laughs) you find your voice and then you regress sometimes and go back into Latina Nelly from New Jersey, who's, you know, my son, I I will tell you this, I'll share this because this is very therapeutic. My son, when he sees me around my parents say, you are, your voice is so you now, this empowered woman is so like, It's not like you're even acting. It's you now. But when you're around your parents and your family, you revert to like an unempowered little Latina girl. And he's like, it's really weird. So this is a process, you know, and maybe around my parents, I go back, I do go back to that little girl and I can't be that other person. But I highly recommend that on this journey of becoming a moneymaker, that you find or get on the horn here, get on the trajectory of finding your voice. And it is an incredible, exciting, scary, fun journey that requires sometimes acting, sometimes acting class, sometimes speech class, sometimes watching movies and, you know, keeping track and practicing and you can practice with a friend like if so like and this is how I did it like I I remember being in the 10th grade and a teacher uh, said something really horrible to me and I remember feeling like that was inappropriate but the only thing that came out of me was tears like streaming tears and then I walked away and the best that I could do 
was walk away and cry. And, you know, I remember telling my friend, what could I have said in that moment? And boy, now would I know what to say. And I just want you to all feel normalized that this isn't so easy, right? And this doesn't happen overnight. And it really takes having a real intention to find your empowered voice that is respectful, that is strong, that knows how to say appropriate things, that knows when to fight, that knows when to be really a little loud, and also that knows when to be quiet and off-putting by being so quiet and almost a quieter voice that's almost scary. You know, my son has seen me in my powerful voice, sometimes with him and sometimes with other people that, you know, have, have done things to him or to other people in front of me. And he's like, mom, I'd be afraid of you. Like, even when you're like the most quiet, I think you can make a grown man cry. And I have to say, I have made grown men cry. And so I want you to think about that because to be a moneymaker, you have to find your authentic voice. Moneymaker is a production of Money News Network. Moneymaker is written and hosted by me, Nelly Galan. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Thanks for listening. See you next time.